Matchday Live Extra from Craven Cottage. I'm Mikey Burrows, the Hall of Famer, Andy Thompson alongside me. We've just witnessed Wolves being held to a one-all draw, having gone in front in the first half through Pablo Sarabia's first goal for the club. He actually had a good opportunity not long before it, but brilliantly set up by a combination of Mateus Nunez and Raul Jimenez to give Wolves a half-time advantage. Fulham came back stronger in the second period. They reorganised slightly and the substitute Manuel Solomon allowed to cut in from the left and curl a really impressive effort into the far corner. Jose Sarr producing the save of the game late on to deny Carlos Vinicius stealing all three points for the home side. And Wolves lost Mateus Cunha to what looked like a serious injury in that second half and we hope uh, for the very best for him because he had a new role tonight and he was impressive in it. We'll get Tomo's thoughts on that and much more plus a lot of uh, supporters insight as well coming through on social media. Um, let's go back to that first half Tomo. Wolves started in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Cunha playing as a 10 behind Raul Jimenez reinstalled as the focal point and out and out number nine Sarabia on one side Mateus Nunez on the other with Mario Lamina back from suspension alongside Ruben Neves and and actually Wolves well, started the game really well yeah they did so uh, and, and they looked uh, more balanced in the way that they were playing um, bringing in the, the number nine Jimenez I think um, Cunha looked a, a lot more comfortable in that position that number 10 role uh, and he linked up pretty well so look and again so look I think that it just shows you when you've got a, an out-and-out out number nine on the pitch that it makes a big difference to the way that you're playing. And, and that's been important to, I think, the way that the player... I thought Jimenez had a good game. I think he worked tirelessly up front. I think that he closed down. He got hold of the ball. He brought people into the game. And he was an outlet for you. And I just think that it just shows a little bit better in that first half, probably in the second half, in the way that we played. But... I think the quality in the second half probably wasn't as good as the first half up to him. But again, I say I just think that it looked a bit more balanced in the way that we played. I said to you in the first half, there was a there was a lovely speed and tempo about the way Wolves were playing. Passes were crisp and movement was sharp and it showed really in the goal. Yeah, it did. Um, like I say, it, the two lads who, who were involved in the goal at the end of it, so were the ones who helped out with the build-up of it as well. Sarabia and Jimenez, where Jimenez has got the ball, played Sarabia, who then played out wide to Mateus, who uh, come back onto his right foot, uh, crossed the ball to the back post, Jimenez at the back post, headed it down for Sarabia to have a touch, and with his right foot put it beyond, uh, beyond the Fulham goalkeeper. And look, that's the kind of thing that you're looking at. You're looking at that quality up to, up to your strikers, quality... Um, crossing into the box, picking out people in the box more importantly and, and that was the just typified the way that the goal went in but I just think we looked more in control in that first half the way that we were playing as you said there the passing, the crispness of the passing the movement, the options was a lot better um, and again I think it's still quite young in the way that we're playing because we've only just brought some of these players into the club they've only been here a matter of weeks and the sailors still got to get used to each other and the way that they play um, and again, you, you can see glimpses of, of the reason why they brought me into the club and also the reasons why uh, we think that we've got, we've got some good players. The incident that saw Mateus Cunha get injured will be a contentious one. João Palinha, already on a yellow card, caught uh, Pablo Sarabia 
And Michael Oliver, the referee, attempted to well, play on and play some advantage. The ball went to Cunha on the halfway line, who was the victim of, of quite a heavy challenge. It has to be said that the suggestion from yourself, Tomo, was that the Fulham player won the ball. But I guess the question is, did he go through Cunha to get there? And you thought he caught his ankle I thought as it, he I, did so. I thought as he's coming into the side, he's got a touch on the ball. But, I say, look, um, but as he's coming through there and on him, as he's coming on there, he's got his, uh, Cunha's got his foot on the floor, I think. So we, I didn't really see a replay of it. And as he's done that, the momentum of the player as he's, as he's won the ball has carried on, but his, four, his foot's kept um, floored into the grass and and all the way to the, the Fulham player's gone all onto his, onto his ankle. I'm hoping it's not going to be too damaged when he's done it, but like um, that's what it looked like initially just from that one glimpse that we saw there from the tackle. So... I say that it could have well have been a second yellow card for Chalpainia before it even reached Cunha and Fulham would have been down to 10. Now, of course, as a, as a former Southampton manager said a week, couple of weeks ago, it's not always easy playing against 10, but that will be a question mark I think some might have that should Chalpainia have been sent off in that scenario? Well... <laughs> Like just just for the referee, he's tried to give the benefit of the doubt to Wolves by letting the, the advantage go. But by doing that, so look, I'll put it this way. If Fulham had, had won the ball and they had had the ball, he would have pulled us up for a free kick. Now, then he's got a decision to make about the Fulham player. But because he's given that advantage... All of that's took out of the out of the way, and he, he's tried to give the Wolves the advantage on his well. Unfortunately, uh, Cunha got tackled by somebody else, and uh, where he's ended up hurting his ankle. So, look, it, it, it's it's tough. It's tough because you say you want the game to flow, you want the game to go on, but unfortunately, so look, it, it needed to be pulled up straight away for anything to be done by it. Four minutes later, uh, Fulham were level. And you wonder how much the injury and the lengthy stoppage affected Wolves. Certainly Fulham got a, a bit of a head of steam up, got some momentum going. And eventually the goal came. And I know you were really impressed with Nelson Semedo throughout the whole game. And I know you're not alone in that, looking across social media. But it, it's his player, isn't it, that's allowed to cut in. As I'm saying, I know, I know it's difficult to concentrate for 90 minutes. But unfortunately, that's the, the modern day game. You can't afford to switch off. And he's an experienced player. Like I say, he's had a good game today. But if somebody is predominantly right-footed, you can't let them come in, especially on the edge of the box, onto their stronger foot. Now, it was a great finish. Don't get me wrong; it was a good finish. It was still a diff. He's still got to score. But you you can't you play the you, you play the percentage game, playing down the line, playing down the line. All he's going to do is either cross the ball or get a corner out here or a throw in. You don't let him come inside and all of a sudden allow him an opportunity to shoot because he was always looking. That's what he wanted to do. Uh, and as you said there, he was he scored. That's his third goal in three games, is yeah. it? Uh, and look, you, you can't do it. It doesn't matter how good a game you got. You've got to make sure that you you know what people's strengths are. And, and they would have gone through absolutely everything about this squad of Fulham players, what their strengths is, how he scored his goals. Where does he like to do? What does he like to do by coming in on the off the flank? He will know that the way that he showed him inside that it's it's a, it's a big wrong and it's and it, it's got him in trouble, and they've ended up scoring. And some for me, Samado's got us better with that. He's, and I say, and I think that he's had a good game today. I think he's had a very good game, 
but it just shows you the quality in this league. You can't afford to make that one big massive mistake or crucial mistake. Um, there were some really good performances. You mentioned Samedo. Uh, Hugo Breno, just watching, he's just been doing uh, some interviews live on telly, by the way, for a young man. That's a, a big step forward in his career. He's got the man of the match from the broadcasters. And certainly towards the end of the game, there was one moment down, right down in front of us here where we're sat, where he was being grabbed hold of all over and he span around, kept hold of the ball, lifted it over the head for Daniel Podence to run on to. It's been an interesting debate over the last two months between he and Ray and Aitnori. And obviously Aitnori got back in uh, two games ago. Yeah. Um, and Breno's come back. And now, after that performance, is he due for a long run in the team now? Well, look, uh, I think since he's come into the side, I think he's done really well. I think that he's... Um, He's done himself no harm, you could say, with the way that he's performed. And, and I think that he has matured as a player already. So, look, he's, with the performances that he's put into it, he's defended really well, he's attacked well. Um, we saw a couple of glimpses when he's gone on the left-hand side in the first half and the second half on that as well. Uh, and he's done really well. He's done really well. So, look, it, it seems like things aren't, haven't phased him at all in the way that he plays. He, he seems confident. Um, he's knocked in some good balls, so, like, crosses. And that's what you want to see from your fullbacks, and he's willing to do that. And he'll be pleased with the way this his performance. As you just said, there he's just got man of the match uh, for the the TV, uh, and rightfully so. He's had a good game, and and it's it's nice to see that we've got healthy competition in this squad. And and Ait Nuri will probably think, oh, hang on a minute, so look, I, I want to get into that side, and rightfully so. But <laughs> Bueno left out the side. Has it given him a kick up the backside? Maybe. Maybe he has. And, and thought, hang on a minute, even though I've got in the side, I'm not... And I know he's still a young boy, mm. don't get me wrong, but he probably thought a little bit settled uh, getting into the side and thinking that he was going to take over from Aitnuri. Speaking of healthy competition, um, here's one for you. A little bit tongue-in-cheek. A lot tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> in, in a strange way, could the best signing in January turn out to be Dan Bentley? Because since he arrived as a, a genuine number two potential to push Jose Sarr, we've seen some remarkable saves from Jose Sarr. Yep. And we saw one of the best that he's made in the club in his entire career here tonight. Yeah, it was a good save. It was a good save. As I said before, so I, I don't want to take anything away from him. But the header was going into the in, into the corner. But the thing that favoured him a little bit was there wasn't that much pace on the ball, which, which allowed him to get a goal. Don't get me wrong, it's still a great save. But I think that he has. He's, he's, looked, comf he's looked better since he's coming to the side. He's looked more comfortable uh, with his playing air because some of the times he, he finds us to death, doesn't he, with some of his play at the back. He don't look phased from it, but <laughs> me and you are. But, um, yeah, so look, and look, it's all about making sure that you push players and, and say, hang on a minute, if you make a mistake, I'm in this side. And that's what you've got to do as a player. That's what, And it's not just the goalkeeper. That's the whole team. You want to be in that starting eleven. You want to be the ones that are going in there and going, hang on a minute. I say, look, I'm holding on to this shirt and I'm keeping it. But now, since he's come back into the team, mm. I think that he's, he's played well. So, it's it's again, it's about having healthy competition and, and pushing people in the right way that if you don't make a mistake, I've got somebody else who will come in here and perform. And that's the life of a footballer, unfortunately. Well, it's why it's an interesting scenario because I uh, say Jose Sarr is the number one, but he's been pushed hard by Dan Bentley. The back four now looks really settled. Uh, again, Craig Dawson and Maximilian Kilman looked really good and assured 
for long periods. And Kilman is now back to that kind of player where he's comfortable to dribble out with the ball. And, and both of doesn't them... It, doesn't he look a different player, though? He does. I, I, I'll tell you what, because that was what the disappointment thing for me was, that the way that he's come into this team to start with and the way that he played, pushing forward, playing the balls from back to front, diagonal, zipping balls into midfield players... He'd lost that for me. He, he, I, I don't know if it was confidence or um, it was coached into him because all we did was square, backwards, square, backwards. Oh, I might go forward occasionally. Now he's starting to, what he was doing before, first ball, can a lot forward. Because he's got the, the frustrating bit was he's got the quality to do it. And that's the frustrating part about it. And, and I like it that he's on the front foot now and, and, he's, and he's looking like he's building up. But what it does come from is performances and, and confidence from that as well and 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 you can see and the biggest one for me he's playing alongside an experienced centre half who will talk to him and he's been around a long well I'll say a long time but he's been around a few clubs he's played a few games I think that's his 250th Premier League appearance yeah, and, and again he's playing alongside somebody who's been through a lot in the way that he's played and knows how to play that position and he knows. Have you noticed as well, when he gets the ball, if there's nothing on, he'll play it forward before he wouldn't. I'd say, look, a few months ago, he was getting himself in trouble. Kilman, though. Yeah, Kilman, sorry. Getting himself in trouble. Because that's what Dawson does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, Dawson does. If it's in trouble, mate, it's gone. But it, but how many times do you say, oh, quality ball, though? It's quality ball. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And Kilman can do exactly the same. And that was the thing that was the disappointment thing about it, that... He can do it, but he was getting himself in trouble because I, I don't know if he was told that he, he didn't want him to do that. But I think sometimes we saw it in the first half, mixing it up. If there's nothing on, can we go long? It's not just a boot up the field, it's a pass and trying to pick somebody else. Um, the next week, Liverpool away on Wednesday. Easy. Spurs. Spurs <laughs> Easy. Spurs at Molyneux <laughs> on uh, the following <laughs> Saturday. Um, then there's a, a trip to Newcastle. Um, and uh, Leeds uh, all in early March. Um, I think that, that is it for March, isn't it? Because of the, the internationals. Yeah. So um, when you look at, I guess, just the next week, first and foremost, we had a really strong performance against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. That 3-0 victory, I mean, the fans were cheering God knows how many passes in a row the last yeah. couple of minutes. A bit of Olay, wasn't it, at the time? But it's, it, not, it's not going to be the same, though, is it? And Anna Anfield, they're a different prospect, aren't they? <laughs> you would think so. Um, they've got a massive game tomorrow, Crystal Palace away, uh, which isn't a good, isn't an easy place to go to. They're on the back of getting thumped by Real Madrid in the Champions League, so the pride's been hurt as well. If they don't get a good result against Crystal Palace, you imagine the pressure that's on them coming back to Anfield and playing us a team that have just beat them 3-0 a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's all of a sudden how things can change and how things can swing and and all of a sudden we've gone from not getting any points out of Liverpool since we've been in the Premier League. Who can imagine? Six points. Oh. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> Steady now. But, now, but look... It's got to give you confidence. You've just played them two weeks ago and you're going to Anfield. I know it's a different scenario altogether, Liverpool being at home and the crowd behind them. But, again, we know that we can do it. And that's what they've got to do. That's the confidence what they've got to do, take into every game. 
they know that they can beat teams um, when they where they're on their game. And I thought that for long spells in that game today, I thought they played well. Certainly did. Uh, certainly back to better levels than maybe we saw against Bournemouth. And I, I, I was disappointed rather than upset about, about Bournemouth because I just thought that with all the play that we had, with all the times that we had, I just thought that we should have been better than that. That we should have won the game. If you win it one nil, you win it one nil. But it was just, it was, it was disappointing in a way that that you that you just threw the game away on the momentum after after mm. we won two games, and we got ourselves back up that league. We had an opportunity to go a little bit further, and we didn't. Well, we will see what comes from the next week. Andy Thompson, thank you very much indeed for your company as ever. Let me remind you that the all-new Wolves Weekly launches this week. Look out for it in the build-up to Liverpool. It'll feature a special interview with a man who played for both Fulham and Wolves in Kevin McDonald. Look out for that across Wolves Radio and wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll see you soon.